0: Welcome back to an all new episode of my Our Hunted Honeymoon
1: Why do you do that?
0: Just to piss you off
1: (laughs) Oh that was intentional this
0: time You should have
1: saw the look on his face I didn't, I didn't realize that wasn't intentional this time.
0: <laughs> so welcome back, you guys. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Yeah, what are we on? Episode 7? I Se- don't know. 7.
1: 7? Lucky number 7. Or unlucky number 7.
0: No, lucky... N-
1: 7 is always lucky. Not when it comes to us. What do you mean? Because we have all these crazy ghostly encounters. That happen in 7s? No, but usually things are the opposite when you're talking about luck. What? Let's just get on with the episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So today we are, you guys are in for a treat today. I have been looking forward to this podcast episode since we started the podcast. He sure has. It is my favorite thing in the world. Okay, so. You guys know those shows that are like, it's, this one's called Paranormal Witness, but there's a whole bunch of different ones. And it's the ones where like the, the people who have experienced the paranormal experience will, or activity, the experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Okay. Yeah. So that's all that matters. No one else needs to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The real people who experienced it will sit down and they'll tell the story. And as they're telling the story, actors will play out the scene. Yes. Yes. So there's a bunch of different shows like that. The one that we're going to talk about is Paranormal Witness and a specific episode that's on that series. You're so excited. You're way I,
1: too excited for this episode. I don't
0: know what it is about this episode that I love so much, but I, I think it's the main woman. I think I... <laughs> it's, you know, I, I there's something about a middle-aged New Jersey woman that just hits me hard. I agree. I just, you know, it's, she's like my aunt. Yeah. So anyways... This episode is actually called Wolf Pack, and one first of all, one of my like my favorite things about this episode is that it's not your typical paranormal experience because on these episodes or on these shows, excuse me, you, you what you you normally see ghost stories right Mm -hmm. there's the poltergeist in the attic there's a ghost that's messing opening the kitchen cabinets when no one's looking there's you know just things like that it's Mm -hmm. not this one has nothing to do with ghosts though which i think is really like refreshing
1: yeah points for originality And uh, this episode is, I I don't even have to look at anything. I know for a fact that it's season three, episode nine. If you guys want to watch it, watch along with us. It's season three, episode nine. And we've played it. This is the episode we we have shown with our friends throughout history. I think it came out in 2013. Did it really? It did. But we didn't actually see it until around 2017 when we moved to um, Oregon. No, I- it was before Oregon.
0: No, it was Oregon. No, it was before. It was when... Because uh, we went to Cliff and Amanda's house when they were in that apartment That was the first time we all saw this episode. And
1: that was where the tradition started.
0: Yes. So it's one of those like those episodes that you're like you're hanging out with your friends and it's late at night and you you're trying to figure out what to watch. But you want to watch something scary, but you don't want to watch a movie and then uh, because you don't have enough time. But then it's like, what do you watch? Season three, episode nine, the Wolfpack, Paranormal Witness. That's the one. It's a tradition
1: in our household too. We show, we've shown it to probably every single friend that we've come across. Just because it's a tradition, it's that good, you guys. It's the, it's the story, it's the charisma that these storytellers have. There's something about it that always draws you in, and everyone's like, yes, I love this episode. And then they pass it on.
0: It's a tradition. It's a really good one and I can't wait to dive in and to share this story with you guys. You're in for a treat. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this episode starts with like basically these, these this couple, they're middle aged couple. I don't know if they're from New Jersey. In my mind they're from New Jersey. They're definitely from the East Coast. And they're moving from a bigger city to Maine. Where was it in Maine?
1: Uh, it's I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, it's like Palmyra, Palmyra, P A
0: L Y R M.
1: something like that.
0: So they go there. They're moving, and they have a daughter, and the daughter is like I I don't know the exact age, but she's got to be like near. If she's not an eighteen, an adult, she's close to it. And um, they have a son, I believe, right? That lives a little bit away,
1: off the land. Yeah, they have this big farm that's uh it's kind of secluded and there's a bunch of wooded like thick thickets of of wooded grounds surrounding the farmhouse.
0: And they move from like the city, you guys, which like there's a lot of you out there that like grew up in small towns or grew up in just like areas that are just like maybe not completely developed. And me and Aaron, we grew up in like Los Angeles area. So when we moved to Oregon, Portland, Oregon, which was still a city, it was such a shock. Like, it's so terrifying to like, like being amongst so many people and then going somewhere where there's no, like, not just, I wouldn't say no one, but like, you know what I mean? It's not like you're running into people. It's a really weird feeling.
1: It is. It's a weird, weird feeling because. We moved to Oregon blindly. I think we said this in one of our old episodes, but we literally did the bare minimum of the research that we could. And we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into, but we were ready for an adventure. So as we kept driving away from the city and up north into the Pacific Northwest, it kept getting, the trees kept getting, I remember they kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. and there was more and more green, like the color. It was kind of like going into the Wizard of Oz, like going to Oz. Like it went from black and white, the smog covered city. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it started becoming like color. Like you saw green everywhere. And so when we finally got to, you know, we passed by this, like this area that's kind of by after when you first enter Oregon, it's like, what do you call it? Mount Jasta? Uh, no, that's still California, isn't it? I'm thinking of, um, where yeah, it smells, it's just California. yeah, that Shakespeare theater or town or whatever in the beginning. Oh, Ashland, I don't remember their name. Oh,
0: that was a cool town.
1: Ashland, Medford, all those towns that were coming up. Um, so we passed by those. They're kind of like populated still. And you get to Eugene, Oregon, where it's like a hippie party or kind of like a college town. And then that's the last bit before you get to Portland. In between, that stretch is just all green, and that's when I started to freak out. I was like, where the... F- did we move to? Because we saw cows to our left, cows to our right, trees, barns. We're not used to any of
0: this. No, it was so weird. I actually... I remember... <laughs> this is a, <laughs> such a side story. I know exactly
1: what story you're about to tell, too. Do could, you
0: really? Because I forgot about this I story. triggered by that word cow, didn't you? Yes, it was the cow. Okay, so you don't definitely know. And I... So... Um, I, cause I had a job going out there and Aaron and I went on an adventure, like Aaron was said, and that's why we decided to move to Portland. We, Aaron also started working from home. He started doing um his comic books and we started doing YouTube around that time, around that time. And so we really just like, we wanted an adventure. So anyways, we moved to Portland and I had a job and I remember my district manager was, or not my district manager, it was another manager from another another part of the company was talking to me on the phone and was just like, how are you liking moving to um, Portland? Like, how like how is it? Because, like, coming from L.A. and I was like, the other day, this is a true story, by the way, the other day I was on my, so, th- where I worked, bordered a barn, okay? <laughs> yeah, I didn't work in a barn, but it was like, I worked at a store, I was a store manager, and I, like, <laughs> bordered a barn <laughs> at the mall, did. And, <laughs> I remember being on my break. I was in the parking lot talking to Aaron on the phone and I looked into the barn and there's two cows doing the nasty (laughs) and I told him that story and I was like, that's when I realized that I don't live in Los Angeles anymore. Again, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy so back to the story though yes well this all
1: paints the picture so you guys see it right there's this farm this big estate that they moved to from out of the city and it's in uh palmyra or however you'd say it maine and um it's the middle-aged couple and then they have the daughter and i think her boyfriend was visiting as well or living But he yet. wasn't
0: visiting yet or i don't think he was visiting no he wasn't visiting yet Okay. But the... And then I think they had a son that lived... um, Didn't live in the house, but did live a ways away. There you go. So, anyways. So, it starts off with, like... The couple would be, like, it's at night. And they would be, like, on the um, porch. And they would, like, just kind of just, like, chill. You know, like, unwind. Have their tea. Whatever it is. And just kind of, like, gaze out into, like... There's, like... So, there's, like, their, their house and then it, there's no like other houses nearby by the way you guys this is like it's like at least from what we saw it looks like houses are miles apart from each other and there's this one house like a farmhouse and then there, there's a yard and then there's the woods the forest and the couple would just kind of hang out at the at night on the porch and they just like have their nightly routine unwind and play some Fortnite. Yeah, play some Fortnite on their way. <laughs> no. Uh so then on one of the nights though they saw these these lights in the forest. It was like a pulsating light that went on. Aaron's laughing because this is exactly how the woman describes it. She said they were dense, dense (laughs) forests.
1: The woods were dense.
0: This woman, you guys, is so amazing. I don't know what it is about her, but I hope you guys watch this episode, and I hope you feel as connected to this woman as I do. She's great. She's very spirit animal um, potential. She's one of the ones that when, like, every once in a while when I'm, like, I will like me and Aaron are texting and I'm at work or something and I will throw him just a picture of her and I'll love it. (laughs) So anyways, um, they see these lights that are just like pulsating in the middle of the forest this white light and it just like pulsates and then it it, like gets really, really bright and then it gets goes away and it gets really, really bright and then it goes away. And it's happening for a couple minutes and then it just like disappears. And they're just like, that's weird. So they don't think too much of it. They don't know and, you know, they can't explain it. Go to bed. The next morning-ish, the daughter is actually out with the dogs. I think they have like two beagles, if I remember. They're so not cute. beagles. They're not beagles. Whatever they are, they're so cute. I don't know what they were, but they were
1: hunting dogs. They were hunting dogs. So I think they like to hunt sometimes, too. So, uh... They knew their animals, though, for some reason. Because they did hunt. Well, yeah, the like dad knew. hunted. Yeah, so they knew their animals. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, an important part of the story. Like, they knew... Like, basic animal patterns and things like that. Yeah.
0: So, oh, I love this. I wish we could watch it right now. Um. So the daughter and her boyfriend comes to visit and they go out into the forest. They go on a walk and walk the dogs. And the dogs start going on uh, like, well, first of all, they said there was, no, no, This I'm mixing the stories. I'm sorry. So at this part, the, they're walking the dogs and the dogs kind of take off. And they go and they find this like barrel, like this underground, like tunnel. And it's like they said like barrel, not barrel, like bar- what is it? Borrow?
1: <laughs> what is it? When you said barrel, I just imagine them finding like a keg, like with beer in it or something. No. Like a-
0: Woo. Like a. Oh, like, like- a burrow. Burrow. That that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah so there's like this hole in the ground right and it's not small like it's not for like a rabbit it looks like it's a human size ew and it kind of dips down into the darkness right and it's so perfectly round that it looked intentionally made and um like a tunnel like a cave yeah it was a cave exactly right and these dogs are going to it and barking in it and they the the Boyfriend and girlfriend were like, This is no, this is weird. Let's and then walk, went back to the house
1: as they should. I would never investigate something like that. No, never. Is she that big? No, I, I still tiptoe around. Like, when we go, when you see a hole in the ground, you know, when we're going on like a morning walk, I'll still like do that, like, tiptoe scared dance around. Like, if you see like a, a hole in the floor, like
0: in the dirt with like the dirt risen out, like, is something barreled in where it, like, it looks barre- like
1: a snake. Borrowed. Like a snake Like if it's like a snake hole Like I'll still tiptoe around it Like as to not Like step directly Cause I always imagine like You know like the whack-a-mole kind of games But I'm, snakes Yeah but I imagine a snake shooting up Like if I try to step over the house That's literally my health Well now you have something to imagine When we're on our walks in the morning
0: Ew So in, Anyways The couple go back to the house Now it's nighttime, Right that was in the middle of the day When they saw the The little cave thingy Now it's night And the main couple are sitting on the porch again, and they're, you know, just kind of... She said something... I remember she's like, there was something different in the air. Like, she said it was still. And she said, I think there were horses, but the horses weren't even around. Ooh. Like, and, like, the nature was quiet. Ooh. And she said, like, it was definitely, like, something was weird. And... They were just kind of, she was talking to her husband and then all of her husband was just looking out and he was the one that like really knew that the, like there was no sound in the air. Mm. And again, he was a hunter and he goes to his wife and he was like, he got this sense of like danger. He
1: He got those hunter instincts.
0: Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. And he was like, get in the house. (gasps) And he, they didn't see anything at this point, but he was like, get in the house. And she's just chatting away, being a, uh, you know, being that wife, and he like, he like grabs her and just kind of shoves her into the house and locks the door, and she was like, "What? What's going on?" And he's like, "I can, I just, you know, just something's out there, something's going on." So, anyways, they give it a second, then they look outside the window, and they see three creatures and it's dark and I don't know if it was just because of the filming and they filmed it this way but that's kind of like how they described it too is that like they just kind of look like silhouettes like dark silhouettes with like these like yellow or whitish eyes and but they basically they it's like a werewolf and it's these creatures they're staying they're they're like they're 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 on all fours but they're kind of like gathered together and just looking at the house. Oh, and this is when all shit breaks loose. All shit breaks loose. So the, these like creatures like start circling the house, right? And more multiple ones come, not just the three. Now there's like a couple of different group, like different amounts of them, I guess. Like there's like uh, they just keep coming in, and um, they start circling the house, getting closer and closer, and they um they end up locking all the doors. The guy is a hunter, but all his guns are in the shed because his wife doesn't want the guns in the house, and that's outside the house. So it's like in a shed in the barn, and uh, so he can't get the guns. Anyways, so these creatures like end up like I wouldn't say terrorize them, but like because I never I didn't get the feeling that they were there to hurt them. But,
1: well, I don't know about that. They said they were, at one point, they were, I mean, prisoners in their own home. Oh, that's crazy. Basically. And that is a that is a terrifying, one of the most terrifying feelings ever, I would say. Yeah. Um, But by this point, I believe it was around that time when they thought to call the police
0: yes so they did call the police and the police just didn't really believe them they were just like they thought it was a bear or something and black they were bear like, where wolf something
1: but they knew they knew how big these things were they were humongous
0: so they start circling the house and you see them like, cause they the couple starts closing all the drapes and everything, and you see like shadows flickering by, or you hear like scurrying on the porch. You hear it on the rooftop. You, they're like these creatures are literally circling the house and just kind of like, I guess terrorizing them is the best word to describe it. Well, I remember at one point they were, wait, they had shut the drapes,
1: and you can only see the shadows cast from the porch and there's a window that's really high up because it's not like the there's a there's a porch it's not like the house is level to the floor yeah it's very high up so on one part of the house it was like a really high off the ground like feet and feet and feet off the ground so they see this creature going by but the only way that they could see the whole shadow of it and the way it was walking was if it
0: was on two feet and that's another thing, too, is that there is a part where the mom ends up going upstairs to wake up the daughter because the daughter's sleeping. And she's so groggy and so tired that she doesn't really process what's happening. She, her, the mom takes the daughter to the window and says, look, look what's happening. Look at them. And the daughter looks out the window and she was basically shrugs it off and goes back to bed. Like she was not processing what she was seeing. So as the mom's staring out the window, one of the creatures lifts, because she sees three of them in a group together, and one of them just gets up, stands on its hind legs, and looks directly at her in the window. Ah! Not cool. That's so creepy. That is so terrifying. Imagine. No. No, I I would shit myself. Literally. I would shit myself. Are you a
1: fight? I'm trying to think if i would be a fight or flight in that moment. Because I think, depending on the situation, and go either way. Like, sometimes I'm very level-headed when it comes to these things. Like, I'm really good at calming myself down and being the rational one. But then other times, I'll just
0: freeze up. Not with Bigfoot, though. No, this isn't Bigfoot. But, like, not with werewolves. I don't know if I could just, like... I think we would freeze up. I mean, I know I would freeze up. But I think, like, this is, this is going on all night. By the way, so, like, I don't think you could freeze up for, like, eight hours. I think you would snap out of it at some point. Yeah, but how do you start to rationalize? Because you got to remember, at
1: this point, they have already called the cops. They're kind of shrugged off, kind of like when we got burglarized. Remember, they they basically said, you're on your own. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, what they said. That's, we know that feeling. So they basically were like, you guys are on your own now, and now they're feeling totally abandoned so now they have to really figure out what their next move is
0: so as the mom's upstairs the dad is like he's a hunter he's like this the typical man that like wants to protect his family or feels the need to protect his family and he knows that he uh his guns are in the in what do you call it the in in the barn
1: and he has to get to them at some point.
0: And there's a reason why he's going. He needs to go to his car. I think there's a key in there for the bar, bar there, or something.
1: I don't remember. Do you? There is. There's a certain key.
0: Yeah, because she let, she's wants them locked up as well. Yeah. I do remember that she wanted them locked up. So right. anyways, the dad waits for his perfect opportunity. He doesn't tell his wife he's doing this. The wife's upstairs and he opens the door and goes to the car. And he goes to the car and... And as he's he's trying to be quiet, they don't see him. He gets to the car, and the porch light goes on and shines right on him. Oh, it's one of those
1: triggered ones. By movement, yeah. Like the alarm the motion ones. So, oh
0: my god. So now the werewolves are all circling then. Like, and... The thing
1: that they discover though in that more that he discovers in that moment oh another important piece he's um I, he's not disabled but he does have an issue with his leg. oh he, so he can't run he can't run he's kind of like so he kind of like hobbled a little bit yeah and onto that area um but he gets to the, like almost to the car he's on the porch he's getting to the car um and the light shine just starts beaming on. And that's when they start to circle him.
0: And it seemed like how they conveyed it in the show that the werewolves, I, I mean, again, I don't think they ever mentioned the word werewolves, but like, I don't know, whatever you want to think of it. They basically depicted them as like werewolves, shapeshifters or something. But um, it it was like they were afraid of the light almost. That's how I kind of perce- perceived it. No, 100%. Yeah. I, I think that was a fact. Oh, that they really? Tried to show. Because they circled the light. They circled it, but
1: they didn't step foot. They were terrified of it. Yeah, they, that was the that was kind of their vice. So, anyways, they um, they will not step into the light. That he's safe as long as the light is on is what he recognizes.
0: That's so crazy.
1: Yeah. So now he's trying to figure out his next move because he's surrounded. If he doesn't keep that light on, once the light goes off, that's it. Game over.
0: Right. Meanwhile, at this point, the mom now like the daughter doesn't give a shit. The mom moves on and she's like going through the house and she realizes that she hears whimpering and she hears the dogs whimpering. So she goes and finds them shivering in like the closet. Mm -mm. And these are hunting dogs and they're terrified. And so anyways, so the dad ends up bolting it back and it was like the creatures let him go too.
1: I think he was doing that run like when you're <laughs> like in the middle of the night when you're running back in the bathroom, you drop the light, you don't want the monster to get you. Oh, I'm familiar. You're very familiar. I've I seen do. you do that so many times. I do. I don't know why I get scared. <laughs> I do too. We all do. Don't. You're not alone. We all do. <laughs> but he runs or as fast as he can back to the house. And as the lights going off, he kind of makes it just in time shuts the door behind him locks it even though at this point you're like what is this layer of protection who knows you know he's banking on these creatures not really knowing you know how to get into a house that's pretty crazy and
0: like it was that was so that's so terrifying yeah so they're out in the middle of nowhere this is where their house is their house edges a forest and now you got these werewolf creatures that are like circling you. The cops are not coming. It's in the middle of the night, like you on your own. B- basically, you're on the o- your own. So they end up like basically staying up all night. The creatures are just kind of like circling the house all day. They fall asleep at one part, wake up, it's morning, and the creatures are gone. And. They ended up, they took a look, or they could, that's when the dad called the son over and was like, they went to go explore the forest together Mm -hmm. and for the area. And -hmm. like, they found tufts of fur, they found claw marks, they found like so many crazy signs that those creatures were there. Yeah. And they, and they went back to the forest to find the cave and the cave was sealed up. Like there was shit in it. Like. That is terrifying. Ew, what what was that? I don't know. What do you think it was?
1: I don't know because it's one of those things where they were forced to really move on with their lives because what do you do? You just moved into this place. You're kind of trapped there. It's kinda of like in American Horror Story Season One where they're,
0: you know, they just bought uh, the house, they
1: can't sell it right away. It's a lemon, and you're just trapped in this place that's haunted. You know what I mean? Like what how do you sleep at night?
0: I wonder if they still live there.
1: No, they actually don't. They was, don't. No, they sold it uh I don't know how recently, but it's it's not in their possession anymore. So they eventually did move away.
0: When? I need to know. I don't know, we
1: got to look it up. But how do we how do you re- reconcile that though?
0: This like, actually happened in 2005 too.
1: Yeah, a long, long time ago.
0: What's also pretty interesting too is that the the next day there were newspaper articles about a strange white light that was glowing in the forest multiple people had to come forward about this This part of the story that it was a glowing light that would, was peering in the forest it was go- glowing and then it was gone it was glowing and then it was gone like so whether or not you believe the werewolf part like you could, you could say these people made it up I don't know why someone would make up this whatever but maybe let's just pretend they did Okay, I'm pretending. You can't pretend the glowing white light because multiple people said the same thing. Yeah,
1: what was it then? Was it alien-esque?
0: I don't know, but it really makes me think, like, is there something, like, I mean, I never really thought of werewolves as facts. Like, I never, like, they never crossed my mind. But, like, that was a really convincing story and maybe we're not making it delivering it very convincing but if you watch this episode it's pretty gnarly like wait a minute werewolves
1: like werewolves like human turn into wolves yeah or shapeshifters shapeshifters but what's what's really the difference between a werewolf and a shapeshifter i think shapeshifters are different like they they can transform
0: into different creatures right I guess, but like I think even like on Twilight, I don't know why I'm referring to Twilight, but like <laughs> weren't they like Jacob wasn't a werewolf, he was a shapeshifter, but he turned into a wolf, right? All of them. Wait, too. really? I think that's right.
1: I'm not that well versed in Twilight. Sorry. I'm not either, but I I mean it wasn't bad, but I'm just not well versed in Twilight.
0: But like I don't know, like, a the paint, the picture that the paint seems like, to me at least, what I'm getting from it is that the, it was, like, some kind of werewolf ceremony to me. Like, the white light was probably them transitioning. Oh, that's what you got from it? That's what I got from it, and that was, like, the night before, and oh. then, like... You see, I got
1: more of, like, uh alien-esque kind of vibe you did i did i thought that that was like some kind of ship or something landing because they weren't there the next day they got off they came to visit did their thing maybe if they're shapeshifters too or aliens maybe maybe they're aliens that shapeshifted to disguise themselves into these wolves so they can get away with peeking in on people but they maybe they didn't get it right. Maybe they like maybe they did the Hermione thing where they accidentally messed the potion up and they were like half cat, half woman. Okay, let me get this straight. Think about it. You Th- think an alien that are very well techno- technologically that savvy could,
0: could easily travel at the speed of light on a spaceship that has can all withstand lights. all of that?
1: Has all those lights coming out like that? Like everyone saw? Yes.
0: Have the power to shape shift into. S- Creatures. Not power. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. Potions.
1: Maybe it's not a potion. Maybe it is a potion. Maybe there's something they can. Well, you're talking about shape shifters. I was adding not crazy. But you think the aliens <laughs> messed
0: up. These super intelligent aliens with the power of time traveling through space and the power to shapeshift messed up on their potion? And what?
1: Hey, everybody makes mistakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the super smart
1: aliens messed up. I'm not saying they messed up. I'm saying that they didn't do enough research to get the... They didn't get the the right look of the werewolf. Like, they looked almost like werewolves, but they're like, oh, crap.
0: But so the aliens wanted to look like a werewolf, a mystical creature? No, not creature? a werewolf.
1: They tried to look like a regular wolf, and they ended up getting it wrong. They ended up being like... Nick, It's kind of like when you mess up on a baking recipe or something. You add too much cinnamon. Careful. <laughs> oh, okay. When I mess up on a, on a, on those zucchini cookies, I put too much zucchini and it ends up
0: more mushy. Uh-huh. People make mistakes. Geniuses make mistakes sometimes. That's got to be the stupidest explanation of this show I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> how are you gonna bake? The, or how are you gonna pass this story off as a? baking tragedy. Think about it. Some people can say that baking
1: is magic. You Who? Break. Who are these people? I do. I do, okay? Me. Aaron so, Bigfoot Ferrara.
0: So what do you guys think actually was happening <laughs> <laughs> over there? I it seems to me like some kind of like the more my mind at least is going with it now I'll like I don't know what I believe in it it's now that I convincing. put my
1: now that I put my two cents and gotten you you know you are thinking differently a little bit you're kind of like no oh, yeah
0: that could be it. you didn't sway my decision whatsoever uh, i it seemed like some kind of like ritual to me like again like it seemed like this is where they were going to like change.
1: Yeah, that sounds so much more
0: believable. These
1: shape-shifting creatures.
0: Well, let's go back to it. So, like, didn't Native Americans or at least some tribes believe that in shape-shifting? I don't know, but that sounds really cool. Right? So, I mean, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something that, like, we don't know about. I mean, if you really think about America. So, So
1: did they have a potion?
0: No. So did it's they the have moon. a potion like they the? They just need the moon. Oh the oh the moon. the moon! Oh the moon is magical. This mystical moon that shines light and turns them into these creatures. Not just any moon, a full moon. Oh my all. god, the full moon! Why haven't I thought of this before? Listen, you condescending bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I don't know, like, um just some, I'm playing devil's advocate though, like what I love to play Devil's Advocate. Do I, you? I wonder if
1: there's a game called
0: Devil's Advocate where you can play. It would be a good game. A good board game. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So I'm trying to think, like, really, what could be happening over there? Because, like, America is really new. If you really think about it, it's mm-hmm. super new country. Yes. And there's so much land here that we just don't know. Yeah. We, I mean, it's just new. And, yeah. like, there's just, like... We've talked about the
1: stretches, stretches of hundreds of miles of forest where the northwest, where Sasquatch and Bigfoot might reside. Who's to say, like the East Coast up in that area, um, has its own werewolf, sort of werewolf or relative of Bigfoot that could be like a werewolfy creature, like part human, humanish, where it can stand up like that. That's so creepy. Yee.
0: Yeah. This is why you don't live in the middle of nowhere, though. I would never. I really don't get how people do it. I More
1: more power to them, if you can live like that. But can you imagine sitting on our porch no. and hearing fireflies? It's beautiful. It sounds beautiful. But can you imagine doing that every
0: night? No. I would go crazy. I would go crazy, too. You know how they say, like, you. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I'm a writer. But, like... You know how they say like those, they always paint pictures of like, a, or they paint the picture of a writer who like loves, just wants to be secluded so he can be by himself and just keep to it in his mind and write books in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Like a cabin somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sounds like hell to me. Yeah, me too. So what do you really think actually is going on over there? They moved.
1: They did move. I mean, I would, I would have tried to move the first second I got. I don't know why. I mean, like, these traumatized... Well, actually, when you think about it, we didn't really move after our ghost experience at the Langham. We didn't. I was actually just fascinated by it. Yeah, and it's also one of those things where it's like, well, what are you going to do? You can't run away from the problem. Uh, I mean, it's it's surprising to me that people can have these kind of encounters, but I guess it shouldn't be because it's like, what else can you do? Just go crazy then? Right. (laughs) That's the alternative. You either accept that it happened and try to move on i guess like
0: but how do you forget something like that but no matter what like really think about it you guys like everyone has some of these stories everyone everyone has a story as some kind of a paranormal story that they can't explain something that they can't explain yeah which is just really fascinating just to think about the world and how it works and like there's just we all have a story that we can't explain what happened
1: you know what kind of gets me even more than that, though, too, along that? Why are we given these breadcrumbs of things that we can't solve?
0: That was actually really cool. I really thought you were going to go with something really stupid. What the? <laughs> why? Why? You just had that look in your eyes. What? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: vacant look? Like my when I'm twiddling my hair and chewing the, my bubble gum? Yeah. Look?
0: You are kind of a bimbo.
1: It's weird. I could be a bimbo sometimes, but I can also like have something really deep to say too. Just
0: now the br- bread bread cl- the bed- the breadcrumbs thing's was pretty cool. Yeah. Why
1: why are we given these breadcrumbs when we have no way of solving
0: them? Okay, now I got stupid. <laughs> no, but you're right though. Like it does seem like It's these- like
1: the universe is, or someone out there is messing with us and is like, "You know what?" things are too picture perfect right now. Let's throw some kind of wrench in the system and just to see how they react.
0: That is true.
1: You know, like it makes me even more think like are we in this big Sims game or something?
0: Oh, that's crazy. The that Matrix. Sort
1: of yeah, we're like the Hunger Games when they throw like that pack of wolves in there at the end and they're like, you know, we got to spice it up a bit.
0: Yeah. I don't it- need
1: spicing up.
0: <laughs> I'm good. It's crazy because, like I said, everyone has a ghost story or a werewolf story or a UFO story or, like, just a story about some kind of serendipitous thing that they can't explain what happened. It's just – it's it's really fascinating. Like, yeah. Like, it just really goes to show that there's something – like, no matter what, we can't explain everything in the world. We no. can't.
1: I love that you – I love that no one – has all the answers
0: right. I love
1: that. I love That's the old. That's a great, the great, the great, the
0: great, that's great equalizer. Wait, <laughs> sounds like it should be a word though, huh? great, great?
1: I like it. It's like gruel. No, like on Mean Girls, it's yeah. not gonna happen. Wait, not gonna happen. No,
0: it's not gonna happen. It sounds so cute though. Wait, wait,
1: is... it's a great. What was I saying?
0: It's a great. That's it. was a great. It's the great...
1: <laughs> it's the great equalizer though among us that I really love about this universe is that no one knows everything like you can have all these people on Jeopardy and you can throw a random fact at them that they won't know you know what I mean like you can tell me something about Harry Potter that I've never known you know and I can tell you something about Final Fantasy that you will never know and it's like no one knows everything but we can all teach each other
0: (laughs) It's So yeah, I was pretty gay. Sorry. So like, that was a pretty crazy story though, you guys. Don't you think? Like, just the whole experience of like, are these werewolves? Are werewolves out there? Are they shapeshifting aliens? Or Sh- what? Aaron said. Uh, <laughs> it was. It's a really fascinating episode, and I really encourage you guys to watch it. It's like. It, like I said it's one of those ones that like I've seen we both have seen a lot of Paranormal Witness kind of Shows and this One to me is the best Episode I've ever seen because it Really It really got us thinking like About Whether or not werewolves were Actually real or shapeshifters Whatever you want to call them it's really hard it's Like which one is It we won't know We don't know. It's not UFOs that traveled across the universe and made a mistake when transforming into a wolf.
1: Yep. It's going to be very funny, though, if they come back and they tell us, you know, that's the way. That's what it really was. You're going to feel really stupid,
0: aren't you? What
1: if Aaron was right, though? What if? (laughs) What if I was right for
0: once? No, but what do you guys think about this episode? What do you think really happened over there? Like, do you believe in werewolves? Do you believe in shapeshifters? Do you think that this is actually, like, a true story? A true encounter of something that we don't understand?
1: If anything, watch the episode for the pure entertainment factor. You will not be disappointed. And you will want to show at least one of your friends, I believe. (laughs) There's
0: this one point, you guys, that we quote all the time to this day and it's been like eight years we will quote to this day and it's when the the husband came back out from the outside because the mom didn't know the wife didn't know that she he went uh-huh. and when she found out he was like i was just trying to do something right uh-huh and, and
1: she, I, I, I
0: sorry i just want to brace myself because i've been waiting for this whole episode and she just goes to, he's like trying to like make an excuse and she says it's not even that's not even the point (laughs) we're in here and so me and Aaron will always quote that's not even the point
1: (laughs) i love her all dramatic i love her too i'm glad i'm glad we we got to we got to experience that together
0: right so you guys leave a comment let us know what you think if you guys did watch the episode or are going to watch the episode please let us know what you guys think of the episode
1: again that's paranormal witness season three i believe it's episode nine (laughs) called the wolf pack and it's uh good old shelly and uh what's the husband name eric and shelly rockwell martin
0: we actually wanted to reach out to her to see if she would comment about the video please man please 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 could you leave a comment please could you make a comment God, no man. no i'm
1: not taking anything right now get away no don't follow me damn i really wish we could have got her
0: on right Maybe and you know what's really crazy i just thought of like that like you know telling this story if this happened to you telling this story you sound crazy how many people have experienced something like that who didn't who kept it to themselves because they just don't want to sound crazy exactly
1: you know how many times like i've hesitated about telling that ghost story but it's like i know that you know and i know that sam knows so i know i'm not crazy yeah but i mean like there are so many stories out there you're right that people are just like that don't like to talk about it and will never talk about it even though it happened
0: nuts yeah nuts, Orama. all right guys we hope you enjoyed this episode of our haunted honeymoon
1: yeah and please uh leave a little uh like and if you can subscribe to the podcast and if you'd like you can leave a rating as well we're yeah. still you know starting out thank you guys for listening though uh we always have a lot of fun doing this so we'll see you next week Bye, guys.